from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back to Locked On Chiefs. Today's episode is brought to you by NFL Game Pass. This season, get football on your time with NFL Game Pass. See all the action from every game in full game replays. You can also cut them down to 45 minutes with condensed games. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. We have a lot going on today. We're going to talk about the uh, newest shiny creations. We're going to cover everything that's going on in Chiefs Kingdom. Take a look at a couple of aspects that we haven't covered really about the bigger scope of this run it back season. And that's a lot in one show, but uh, we're going to do it. I'm Ryan, the founder of Rogue Analytics, and your host at RGR Football. And I'm Chris Clark. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. Uh, and thank you to all the new listeners. Uh, if you are looking to give us a review, go give us a review on iTunes. We really do appreciate those. Lots to talk about today. Yeah, it's been kind of all over the place. Um, I don't know. What's, what's the most pressing thing on your mind? Man, that's hard to say. Uh, you look at this entire season and you look at it starting in eight days. I can't believe we're eight days away from kickoff. It just doesn't feel real. I was just going to say, this feels like the longest preseason in the history of preseasons, and I'm well, glad it's over. One of my favorite memes of all time on Facebook right now is somebody saying, I can't believe it's almost September. It seems like March was only 16 months ago. <laughs> <laughs> and that is so true. That is so true. Oh, man. I mean, and I got to tell you, it's it's creepy. And folks, we're going to give you our 53-man roster prediction show tomorrow. And I've been going through it. And just to have to try to make predictions. I mean, and you all know, I'm never spot on. But I have so little information this year. It's driving me nuts. Yeah, it's it's going to be difficult. Uh, I'll, I'll be happy if I get 45 right. Considering we haven't seen anything. Yeah, I'm always pushing for 50. I'm not going to get close, I don't think. I, if the secret comes down to and, and that's what... But really, we're we're at right now is they're wrapping everything up very quiet on the Chiefs front today on Wednesday. Um, they had like, a, a, I understand, a very, very light day. No news to report there, but they're they're winding it down. They're making their selections. They're they're probably honestly, the coaches are in a room right now trying to argue about who they're going to keep where. And that's that's conversations that without any visual evidence that we haven't seen anything in training camp that we just can't pull off an accurate prediction because there's always the, those ones that we see. And then the coaching staff chooses somebody else anyway. Right. Because we, and that's the big thing about picking a 53 man roster. When you don't see every single snap, it's really hard to judge what you're seeing and know where the players are and where they're supposed to be. And that's really the bigger thing that's always throws everybody off is even when you see most of the snaps, you don't know if there's where they're supposed to be. If they're showing up in meetings, how they're doing in that aspect, all we see is what we see on the field. We don't see the full picture. Yeah, and it's it's. I'll be glad when this is over. Let's just get to the season. And, folks, we will give you our most accurate, our thoughts about potential, about how they can adapt. Our 53 is going to be huge tomorrow, and we're going to go through how we think it ought to go based on the little information that we have. Um, if you missed some of Matt's thoughts, caught them yesterday. Go check that out. Yesterday's episode was great. And it's just rolling all up into the uncertainty of the whole thing. There's going to be some surprises. We're going to talk about those later in the third segment. And 
I just want to say, after all this, to have the Chiefs go through and not have anybody go back on the COVID list, not have any kind of of hassles, I'm I'm really impressed with the way this this really creepy offseason has gone. (laughs) I like how you keep using creepy when you're talking about it. No, I get it, though. You look at what they're having to deal with as an organization and as a community in Kansas City and really all over the United States, you're dealing with this situation with COVID and, and a lot of uncertainty in a lot of areas. And, you know, it's going to be very interesting to see how the entire season plays out. And obviously we're eight days away and, and we hope that none of the chiefs end up back up on the COVID list and that they start against the Texans full strength. Yeah. Full strength is right. Uh, ready, set, go is what it's going to be. Now, when we get back, we're going to get into some of the new things shiny and otherwise that are going on in chiefs kingdom. And then we're going to hit on a couple of those players in the third segment that are very, very key to not only what we're going to see early, but what you guys are going to need as well. This season, get your football on your time with NFL Game Pass. You can catch every snap from every game with full game replays, and you see all the plays in just 45 minutes with condensed games. You can relive all the gutsy calls, the crazy catches, wild comebacks, and breakout stars from every game every week. It's all in the action. All the football you can handle all in one place. And NFL Game Pass is the only place where you can replay every game all season long. You also learn from the league's best players with over 40 NFL Game Pass film session episodes. Go inside the game from a player's perspective as they break down the game's concepts and techniques. Learn from the best like Deshaun Watson, Stephen Gilmore, Devontae Adams, and many more. NFL Game Pass also provides access to the entire NFL Films archive. Go to NFL.com slash Game Pass to start your free trial today. NFL Game Pass, where football never stops. Now, only in a season where we haven't seen a single practice, could I start off the segment just before the uh, roster prediction with, uh, they got shiny new things and I thought it was funny. Yeah, <laughs> that's, and Michael Hardman just, uh, opened his up and dropped it on the ground. It's exactly where I was going first to. Um, <laughs> you guys are you know, going to show that, I, are you? I do want to talk about the rings, but I want to say something else real quick because Another thing happened yesterday. Patrick Mahomes got engaged to his longtime girlfriend. And the reason I want to bring this up now, we do need to talk about the rings and we'll get there. But one of the things that really stood out to me about what she said on Twitter about his proposal is she'll never forget what he said to her. But she also said, you were supposed this day was supposed to be celebrating you. And you made it like you always do about us. That really hits home for me with him and just players in general. When you have that type of attitude, that goes to show you the type of person he really is. I agree with you, and I think that's great to see. And I'll take it a step further, too, because it doesn't just relate to the future now, imminent future Mrs. Mahomes. Uh, He's like that with his teammates as well. He doesn't put himself first. He puts the team first. I mean, he's, he's the classic cliche come to life in the best of ways i think honestly due to his dad and his uh godfather and the experience that he had growing up in professional locker rooms absolutely and to see that he is marrying the girl that he started dating in high school uh you know think about how much his life has changed in the past past year not a lo- not even thinking about after or since he's been drafted but both of their lives have changed hugely in the past year let alone the past five years, and they're still together. I think that's a pretty amazing story, and that just goes to show you the loyalty he has to people. I, I agree, and I think that's going to be highly 
prominent in the coming 30 to 30 after he retires. Yep. Well, and I'll say this going from something that is um, a, a really positive standout about the rings and, and about the day that was uh, at Arrowhead with all those little uh, high tables that I thought they were going to be serving drinks at um, to something that's really, again, creepy and scary about the ring ceremony. And that was what was growing on the top lip of Dan Sorensen that I think needs to be addressed by you know the health and safety inspectors <laughs> you're gonna have to fill me in because i missed it dan dan shaved himself a, a little mustache that couldn't decide what color it was or what direction it was going and as someone who's been in that phase dan just get rid of it bro gotcha well yeah say what you want about daniel Sorensen and his mustache uh you know honestly the ring ceremony and one of the things it's uh i can't i believe it was nate taylor pointed out one of the best things about the ring ceremony was they had family members talking about things. I'm guessing they probably had this on the, on the big screens. Uh, and you had all the different family members congratulating the chiefs. And I think that's a pretty awesome statement as well. I do too. I, I mean, it goes back to the whole concept that this is an organization that is still grounded, that is still displaying its Midwestern roots. Now, maybe it's because, by the time I see a parade for another team, I couldn't care less what their ring ceremonies look like. And maybe I haven't paid enough attention. But to have that family atmosphere, to have all the people there, I mean, again, juxtaposed against the fact that they're all taking pictures with these enormous rings. Like my number one question is, what does that thing weigh? But yeah. they're taking them with these masks on. Like, you know, the what could be for some players the only time that they ever get to do this. And it's just, it's just, such a weird and eerie kind of look, but um, I also want to say too that uh, following along those lines, I'm really, I'm really happy to see not just what we've heard about how teams treat their staffs all the way down to the the smallest of of posts within an organization, but but to see it, to see it on social media, to see the Chiefs promoting the groundskeepers and the editors um, in Dane's group and and all the the promo, every little person that that is involved with the organization getting that enormous chunk of metal. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if you guys want an enormous chunk of metal for yourselves, Jostens is doing a special, I think it's $12,500. So go check that out. I'll be uh, right on that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I thought it was pretty cool. I, you know, I was just curious cause I was sure that they were going to do something, uh, but I wasn't sure how much it was going to run, but obviously there you go, twelve thousand five hundred dollars, and I guarantee you those are not the same rings. Um, <laughs> the Super Bowl rings are much more expensive, so it might be a tenth. I'll take the glass version at twelve fifty. How's that? Yeah, man, but they're gorgeous. They are absolutely gorgeous rings. And I, and I got to say, and this is really the reason that we chose to talk about this today, folks, because I know rings are are not about football. But I like how they made it about football. I like how Lamar Hunt's initials are on the base of it. I like how the 69 to 19 is on there. And I love the internal engraving of all the comebacks and the deficits. I thought that was incredible. That was incredible. And I like that they, and I'm not sure maybe all Super Bowl rings do this, but I really like seeing everybody's name on the side of it as well. Mm -hmm. Uh, I thought that was a a very nice touch. The rings are absolutely gorgeous. And obviously, uh, I will steal a line from one of my favorite movies, uh, and you can make fun of me all you want. Uh, but how is it that it's the one of the most barbaric sports in the world? The crown jewel is a ring. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a lot. Yes, of- I didn't quote that movie, but it's close. 
I get your point though. And it is a little bit out there in left field, but that, that's a good point. And it, it's funny that, um, my favorite quote of the day, I have to say amongst all the others was, uh, was Frank Clark standing around looking at, at Super Bowl. And I don't know the quote off the top of my head, folks. I'm saying, I'm paraphrasing here, but he, he's saying, standing around the home. He's looking at the rings, talking about the next one. And that's yep. what I want to hear. Yep, absolutely. And the team is already focused on the next one. I think that was the big thing. You know, you saw that when they raised the banner in Arrowhead, they had a little bit of a video and the team didn't really seem that excited about it. Uh, and that's great. That is absolutely great in my mind that they are already moved on to the next one. And, and you have other guys like Taco Charlton who's out there saying, you know, I really like the way that this is looking right now. Yeah. I, you know, that's going to get his blood going, just seeing those rings on by all of his teammates. Yeah. I mean, what, what else, what other kind of carrot could anybody need for motivation? I think that's great. There are a lot of people that need motivation and are going to be in a situation to capitalize on it. When we get back, we're going to talk about a couple of those and a couple of question marks. Hey, sports fans, you know how much you've missed watching sports over the last few months? Well, the athletes of Special Olympics Missouri have not been able to train or compete since March, and they miss their sports and their friends as well. You can help support them in this time of need and potentially walk away with a brand new 2020 GMC Canyon 4x4 truck. Here's how to participate. Buy your raffle tickets between now and October 31st. Just go to somo.org slash raffle. That's S-O-M-O dot O-R-G slash R-A-F-F-L-E. And click the green button, buy truck tickets generically. $20 for five tickets, one is free. Connect SOMO athletes to health and wellness programs. $5 per ticket supports individuals with intellectual disabilities. $10 minimum on online purchases. Important side note to mention, you do not need to live in Missouri to win. So for all you out-of-state listeners, you can help too. Let's go. October 31st is your last day to buy tickets, but don't wait till then, because along the way, you have a chance to win one of two trip prizes to either Branson or to Vegas. And by purchasing $40 worth or eight tickets, you are entered to win both in separate drawings. Missouri Special Olympics athletes need your help getting back on the field of competition. For just $5, you'll help them prepare for their next tournament and give yourself a chance to win a truck, a trip to Branson or Las Vegas, and $500 in cash. Check out SOMO.org slash raffle. Now, clearly, I don't think you could paint Andy Reid as ever being happier, other than the ring, maybe, than when they were able to select Clyde Edwards-Alaire. I mean, this guy is the focus of the offseason for this organization. He absolutely is, and he should be. Uh, I think he's going to be a phenomenal player for this team. And that's why... I'm not quite sure why not only fans, but a number of talking heads and a couple that I even trust are talking about the fit for the recently released Leonard Fournette in Kansas City. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't see it as a style fit. I don't see it as anything more than a guy who you may have rated with first round talent that should be uber cheap. Yeah, and I think... You're looking at a guy in, you know, I like Fournette. I, I think that he could be a good running back for people, but I just really don't see needing to go out and spend the money on him when you have Daryl Williams here, personally. Um, I'm not saying Daryl Williams is a learning Fournette, but I don't think you really need to bring a guy that had other issues elsewhere uh, into this locker room, especially knowing that he's going to be, he would be the second back to Clyde Edwards Hilaire. He would not be the starter. Yeah, I mean, and that's, I don't, th not only do I not think it happens, and I know there's there's a lot of rumors out there, I don't think that it is the greatest fit. 
I think he runs best in a power scheme. I think he runs best north and south. A lot of people are going to tell you, hey, Leonard Fournette's out there. He doesn't have to have the $4.8 million salary he was going to have. You could bring him in for two. Okay, well, that's still something. And then they're going to tell you, oh, but he caught 70-plus passes last year. And then I will tell you, but what did he do with them? Because every pass you give a guy like Leonard Fournette is one pass you don't give to Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who has proven in the college ranks that he may be a better pass catcher than he is a runner. Definitely could be. And do you look at what that could really mean for this offense? I mean, it's just insane. I mean, the, all the mouths that this offense is going to have to feed, I don't see a reason to bring in another runner like him. I I get the thought process of you want to bring in somebody, you bring in somebody, but that one I don't see. Uh, and there's another name out there that was thrown out, although that seems to have died down a little bit. Yeah, Alvin Kamara's not going anywhere. Sean Payton and he had a talk. Sean Payton's not going to let him out of the building. I think the whole point that it was even floated that he – that they were possible to trade him was to get that number down. Yeah. Well, and I think it worked. And you look at what Kamara has meant to that offense. I can't imagine that they would let him go. I just, that never seemed to really sit well with me. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, I I, I think I probably would if I were them, because I, I can't see being as good as Christian McCaffrey is. And, and even Ezekiel having that kind of money wrapped up in a running back just doesn't work on this team. Maybe it does for other teams, but on this one, I don't see any way that it could because it just takes away from the other things that they want to do that are all down the field. So um, I, I don't think that that's a possibility. And I think we don't do this very regularly, and I know you're more of a fantasy guy than I am, but I kind of feel like Clyde might be one of the premier guys at his position in the fantasy world. I think he could be top five. Wow. Uh, I really do. I think that, you know, it's going to depend on how much they want to give him. And honestly, the other thing, and he said this, so he knows it, but it's also going to depend on how well he can pass block. Uh, I assume that he is doing well at that. We, you know, obviously we haven't really seen, so really hard to know, but he's going to be put in a position where he's got to pass block. And if they don't feel comfortable with him not pass blocking, that's going to really limit his availability in other areas. Yeah, and I don't know if you've been seeing some of the talking heads that have access to the team, as well as some of the beat reporters, starting to put the brakes on, hey, Clyde's going to be a bell cow. They're starting to talk about him sharing carries with Daryl, at least early, game one in particular, um, like we've been telling you for, I don't know, three months. But don't be worried about that, even if you are looking at Clyde for a fantasy option. It's going to be about peppering him in, getting him up to speed slowly, not throwing him to the wolves. And when you have a back like Daryl, who's done it and has proven he can do it, there's no reason not to take it easy on Clyde initially. You want the long haul, right? Yeah, and you also have to wonder how they're going to use them in their different roles. Uh, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire has the ability to be a bell cow type back and be like Le'Veon Bell in a sense of you know almost never coming off the field. But at the same time, you know, with Daryl Williams sitting there, are you really going to want to use Daryl Williams on third down? Uh, I would think you'd want Clyde Edwards-Hilaire in there for third down, so maybe you use Daryl on, on first or second down. Uh, it's just going to be a mix and match throughout the entire season, and I really think that they're going to uh, start off and be more mix and match. And I think at the end of the season, I think Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is going to be really the guy that's taking it most of the time. My most educated guess is that it it's not about the down. It's about 
the distance that comes after. Because if it's third down and less than seven, I don't see any reason why you're not putting Clyde in a pattern. If it's third down and longer than that, and you're looking to move the ball beyond the running back, then you want the guy who's got the experience pass blocking and has the girth to take on what might be an overload to his side, what might mean crossing the formation in order to pick up an interior blitz. Uh, so that's kind of where I draw the line. Yep. No, that makes sense. And I, for me, when I say that I think he could be a top five back, I'm not saying I expect him to start off that way, but I think he definitely has the ability to, to progress as the season goes. Because really what it comes down to is health. And if this entire team stays healthy, then maybe he isn't a top five back because you have so many mouths to feed. But if they have a couple of injuries, maybe he gets the ball a lot more. Could very well be. I'm really interested to see it. And they'll definitely both be on the roster. Tomorrow we're going to give you everybody that's going to be the roster if we're making the choices. So make sure you come back tomorrow for the 53-man roster projection. The uh, actual rosters are due on Saturday late. We'll have some reaction for you over the weekend, if not before, but definitely by uh, Sunday evening. So check us out for that. Hope you enjoy your holiday weekend. We will be back for you afterwards. Thanks for listening to us today, and we'll talk to you then. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.